I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast, What's on Your Mind edition. I'm Julie Podowitz, and I'm here with... Hey, Danny Merlino. So, Danny, what's on your mind today? Okay, well, I'm really hot. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 900 degrees in Illinois today, and it is going to be like this all week long. So that's how I am. Sorry so to start off with a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's on your mind. I guess it's on your mind. I mean, you're hot. In, in, yes. Are you a, like, would you rather be too hot or too cold? No, I would rather be too hot. I, okay. I would. And my AC's cranking. And of course I have a, I have a sweater on, but the second you stop, step outside, like you can't breathe. That's, you know, that's the hotness that we're all experiencing right now yeah yeah I'm the same I my college roommate Marie is I, oh she's the opposite because I've spent 30 years in southwest Florida oh, right. so hot, so hot. and she says well you could always put on clothes but you can't take off you can only take <laughs> off certain amount of clothes but I okay that'd be a different it. podcast <laughs> <laughs> that is a different podcast and it might get much higher ratings I don't know but <laughs> Um, the it is it is hot it's um we're outside in Nashville and again I'm yeah. south of Florida so I'm quite used to it but when it's so hot it's it's tough sometimes gosh to do anything or get motivated uh, but you also I think about same with when it's really nasty out uh, ice storms snow you know, you can't help but think about our wonderful, wonderful seniors or, or older adults in this extreme yes. weather. Yeah. The, when I stepped outside this morning, that's actually the first thing I thought of, of, oh, if I was in a community, we would be, you know, setting up extra hydration stations this week. And I was kind of like jumped to like the clinical operation side of my brain and, you know, I was thinking like, I hope everybody's doing this out there and keeping everybody, you know, safe. But then I was thinking, what a great opportunity. You know, I know sometimes people dread home visits or they just, you know, dump stuff on the porch. But what a great opportunity this week to check on our seniors and who's in our lead database. And it's a really meaningful, purposeful visit of, are you doing okay here's a meal for you. So you don't have to heat up your house and turn your, you know, oven or stove on. And Boy, yeah. I hope everybody does that this week, get out and visit them and, you know, drop off some bottled water and, you know, great time to push some respite stays. Come on in for, for the week. Our AC's cranking. We'll make sure you stay safe and hydrated. No, that's a great, great point. The, uh, we went hiking last week and we had company over and they were not, I guess they, they're hikers, but hadn't hiked in a while. And, and we're not hiking the Appalachians, but we, you know, it was hike. It was a hike and it's hot. It's, 
maybe 90 or something, but very yeah. humid and it affects people differently. And one of our friends uh, really did not feel well. And he was sitting down and, and, and Jim, my husband, who's like, it's like living with a boy scout, which I absolutely love. He's prepared for everything. Had these little electrolyte tabs that you put in water mm-hmm. and they have their, I mean, they're, they're great. And Steve felt immediately better. And I thought, well, that would be a great kind of a, you know, a great one extra yeah. or, or personal touch to, like you said, if you bring water, bring maybe a little, they come in drops apparently a little, little uh, electrolyte tabs for, because, you know, we know everyone's, we're probably all dehydrated at this point in this weather, uh, but certainly our older adults don't I, I guess what do we lose our sense of being thirsty kind of as we age right I mean, they just don't mm-hmm. seem to drink as yeah and and even though maybe they're not perspiring that they, they are perspiring maybe they not seem like they are that they're probably because he and dehydration can cause so many ill effects things Absolutely. that we don't even, yeah goes down, goes down quickly after that point well, that's a For great, sure. it's a great point. It's a great point. And I mean, home visits, I, I was in Louisiana last week at the Louisiana mm-hmm. Assisted Living Association. Great, great, wonderful organization. Uh, the CEO, Sharla, who's just wonderful and putting together a great, great conference, talked about home visits. And it's so interesting, Danny, that it's almost a visceral reaction when I, when I bring up home visits, it's either like, I can just feel people like crossing their arms, sitting back, giving me a, like a facial response. Of, oh. And that I would say that that's more often than, oh, I, you know, I do them or I, you know, yeah, yeah. I like to do them. And one woman, oh, she was just leaning forward. It was one <laughs> in the group yeah. who has had the most amazing things to say about a couple, you know, she gave a few examples of the impact of her home visits. You know, I think they're so incredibly important throughout, you know, to make sure that happens during the discovery process. Like I can't think of a better way to get to know your prospect than stepping into their current living situation or their, their home. I mean, not only, you know, you see the decorations on the walls and you see the pictures and everything you're, in their life now. It's the best way to get to understand them and what they need. And, you know, there's the tips of when you're there, you can ask to use the restroom and you go into the restroom and that's where you see their pills all over the place. And then you can gently, you know, bring that up in a conversation. It just gives you such a great perspective of, you know, what they need and maybe what their blind spots are, what they think they need, and just truly getting to know that individual. I think everybody's home, you know, it describes them. Um, you know, I think people walk into my home and they're like, she has a crazy busy life. There are a hundred pairs of shoes and oh, there's a pile of laundry. They must be really busy. Right. And you walk into your home (laughs) and we, you know, there's dogs jumping all over and piles of paper and a few books. And I think it just gives a a great perspective and just really great conversation starters Mm -hmm. for the discovery process. Your house has a vibe, right? 
It has What's a, that? it has a, um, it has a vibe, your house. It has a cool vibe. Yes. It has a cool, yes, I'm sure it has a cool vibe and it has a, uh, this is a, a, a very, I don't want to say busy because everybody's busy, but like, yeah, this is a household of activity. There's stuff going on. Mm -hmm. That is, yeah. And we talked about vibes, right? And our last, what's on your mind because your daughter mentioned one of your communities had a cool vibe and it, it would be, I, I would agree that doing, you know, there's nothing like getting to know somebody. You get to know them. If they're, if they say it's okay for you to visit for a little bit in their home, kind of check out the vibe. Check out the vibe. And, also, and you know, so many things it's a comfort zone thing for some people, like you mentioned, but bring your wellness director with you. You know, I would never suggest to anybody like, yeah, go out there, you know, by yourself, you can bring somebody with you and then they get to know another team member. They prospects love to know who the clinical team is. They love meeting the nurse. You're going to find out so much more when you have a nurse with you because it's like they have like a post-it on your forehead that says tell me all your life secrets I think and they get the most out of individuals so tag team it yeah I would say the same I would say the same I used to go do I mean yeah I used to 30 20 years ago home visits by myself never thought anything about it and I'm right. thinking it's hard to go with somebody period but that's also another set of eyes and ears and like you said clinical mm -hmm. team or engagement programming yeah. wellness executive director chef or someone in, in in dining if it's not the chef bring a meal yeah no I'm, I'm glad it's on your mind and I think it's a good everything is a you know can be a reminder you know being even sweating and <laughs> go outside my memory when, when it's that, when it's that like hot blanket going around you, I did a live recently and I don't think it, it, it came out really well. Cause I was on my porch and our internet's not great here, but it is, you know, feels it's sort of that feels like it's like the wind chill, but the opposite, it feels like mm -hmm. 115. And my grandmother, my paternal grandma, I adored her, absolutely adored her. And I always only knew her because her husband, my grandfather had died when he was very, very young. And she lived, you know, on her own and she was humble, very humble person. And she, she would get into the car and we never had air conditioning and, and you know, any of that stuff. And she'd sit and it'd be, you know, maybe like the hot vinyl seat. And she'd say, Oh, this feels really good on my sciatica. So I always think, that I, I, I just, <laughs> you're like, oh, this is like a, this feels good for my arthritis. So that's sort of a vibe. And I, you know, I think when I step out and it's so like, Ugh, I always think of my grandma and she would, she's oh. always so positive. Yeah. This oh. is good for my arthritis. <laughs> what a sweetheart. She oh. was, she was a sweetheart. That's a, a reason so many people get into our business. Well, that, that I hear anyway, because they do a lot of interviewing. They had a great or have a great relationship with it tends to kind of be a grandparent or uncle or aunt or a lot of, very often are, you know raised by grandparents mm -hmm. grandparents like, heavily influenced in their life boy that's it's I love those stories I do too I do too if you have any stories about your grandparents 
or anyone who's influenced you, we'd love to hear what's on your mind. I always like listening to what's on your mind, Danny. Is there anything else on your mind today? You know, we were just talking about vibes of houses and I just, you know, admitted the stack of shoes by the front door and the pile of laundry. And those are the two chores that I really just don't like doing around my house. How about you? Like, what do you just, you're like, no, I don't want to do these chores. Oh my gosh. Chores. I hate, you know, so oftentimes it's stuff that once I just do it, it doesn't really take that long, but it's the thinking of it or the putting off. And of course Mm -hmm. we're going to put off stuff we don't like, like for me, it's dusting. And what's the big deal? I mean, you just like put your ears on, listen to the podcast and just kind of dust around Uh, or, oh, the floors, you know, the floors. Uh, My girlfriend hates to grocery shop and she, you know, you got to eat, right? But (laughs) you're, so for you, it's a laundry is no fun. Shoes piling up. You know, we all have that, right? We all have some chores we hate. And work, what, what do you, what's a chore that you, or that, that you hated either now or when, let's just say you were working in a community? Yeah. You know, I think anything that I hated doing, I had to train myself to do that at the beginning of every single day and just, just get it done. And then you kind of get into a little bit better of a routine. Um, I, you know, working in a CRM for the first time, you know, whatever, 15 years ago, I really struggled with the importance of scheduling the next step. And I was like, kind of stuck on that when I first started of is it important? They said they would call me back. So I don't want to be that pushy salesperson. So I didn't all, I didn't always right. like schedule something and I got in trouble. <laughs> and, you know, my regional at that time, which hi Leah, if you're watching, thank you for teaching me this, the importance of not leaving the ball in our prospects court and how we're supposed to be the experts and we're supposed to gently guide because this is their first time maybe going through this life, you know, process or guiding their family member. And, you know, I think it's something that, well, when we're in databases, we see that all the time, Julie, right. Of just the no next steps scheduled. And so now it's one of the things that I love coaching too, because I can really relate because when I first started, um, I, I didn't understand. I was like, but they said they would get back to me. Why do, why do I have to schedule something? And it took somebody coaching me of the importance of that to, to have it all click in my brain. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I would think based on a lot of what our team sees and, and now we're like, I think we just welcomed our 20th team member today. So grateful. Uh, We're in a lot of databases and it it would make sense anyway to me that if if you don't, if something's not done, it's very likely someone doesn't like to do it. Home visits, for instance, or outreach or putting, even putting information into a database. Maybe they'll do the little, like I made a call, I did this, but there isn't, there isn't, there aren't notes about 
the you know, I visited Danny in her house. It was 400 pair of shoes and loads of laundry, <laughs> but you know, things in there. And it, you know, maybe that is something that is universally disliked. Right. But just, I mean, you know, when I think about one of the things I really appreciate, and I think your regional Leah is, should be uh, patted on the back because, you know, there, there, there's discipline about around doing things you simply don't like to do. And I know people don't like that word, uh, but it's like the dusting. I mean, just do it. And that way you're not like living in dust or, you know, it's all coded and written. just kind of do it once a week or twice a week, whatever it is. It's not going to take you that long. I'm telling this to myself. And it's that discipline of like setting the schedule, rewarding. Like you said, you do it. So Saturday morning, I get up and I won't let myself do anything else until I do those kind of things that I hate to do or dislike immensely. Mm -hmm. And I would think that, I mean, that wouldn't that hold true of anything, right? It's like, okay, I don't want to do this, but aren't you grateful to yourself? Like your tomorrow self or your today self is really grateful to your yesterday self for doing that, you know, for putting this stuff in, for setting the next steps, for cleaning it up. You know, um, yeah, you set yourself up for success. Yep. You end up saving yourself time. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit for you to like see the progress or see the benefits or see all those move-ins, right? But then you're like, oh, it's worth it. Okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing this. I still may not love to do it, but I see the purpose of it. And it it's making my life easier too. Yeah, I think just admitting that... It, it, you know, I'll, I'll speak to myself, you know, admitting that what, what I don't like to do, admitting what I'm not very good at, or admitting that, yeah, I need some help, or, well, you know, my results today really are, you know, my, my house is very dusty because I haven't dusted in, you know, a month. It's not, well, it's hot out, it's windy out, there's extra dust outside, right. but, you know, it's, own, it. own it, own it. And, this morning, one of the, uh, I love our Monday mornings because, you know, we start with good news and there's always, guys are so amazing. But Melinda on our team talked about, she's in a established database for a very large healthcare CCRC and has that oft dreaded assignment of digging into the, digging into those, those prospects who have Ne either never been contacted or maybe attempted once or twice a long time ago. Okay. And she mentioned today on our call that she reached as a woman, right? Who hadn't, okay. who was toured like two years prior, zero follow-up, zero touches. And she is coming in. She came into tour. She, Melinda got her, came into tour and she's moving in life care. So yep. it is whether, and that's a huge example and it's amazing, but to your point, I wonder if we would have followed up too, you know, you yeah. can kind of think like that yeah. lost revenue of it, you know, this, this individual may be way overdue of being ready and we just missed out on 12 months of revenue too. You know, and where if it wasn't a that type of community, and maybe they missed the boat of moving into 
assisted living because we didn't follow up. And that is so heartbreaking then to see that, that we didn't do our job. So they didn't even get to move into our community. I don't like seeing that. And keeping up with it. So it doesn't become like this behemoth thing. So right. like you're, you know, having to, you know, my, I used to, you obviously, obviously I don't really like cleaning the house. And I was, I was taught by my mom, just to keep it up, you know, so you're yeah, not spending all day Saturday cleaning where you're like, okay, scrub the toilet on, you know, Wednesday afternoon or evening or whatever, so that you're just kind of keeping it up and it's not this big stop your life to, and that's, I would think in anything you don't really like to do and being that discipline, right. okay, I'm going to keep attempting. I'm going to keep trying because you're right. There's. It gets too overwhelming. And I can guarantee yeah. when you're in a community, you do not have a whole day that you can set aside to do your follow-up. It has to be a little bit each day because we know you don't have eight uninterrupted hours. <laughs> if you do call me, I want to come at your community. <laughs> well, you probably could use those to organize all the shoes. We have, we're empty nesters when Ava's away at school. And I, I mean, I look at, I'm like, we're, how how do we have this many shoes by the back door? We're we're two people. My husband's we're the biggest culprit. I'm like, why six pairs of shoes? Like, what are you doing? Like, how many do you wear a day? What's happening? <laughs> Three kids. I'm like, okay, I, I can't imagine how many. So it, uh you probably feel like maybe you'll look back on these days, like, oh, remember when I put away all the shoes and when you're empty nesters. But if you're like me, our our daughter the other day said uh, her roommate, young her roommate's youngest sister just graduated high school and she's going to college and I guess her parents are all weepy like we're empty nesters now and, and Mia was saying this to our daughter and her, her daughter she's like oh yeah I guess you guys are empty nesters but <laughs> you know never really because I never really thought about it you, you don't like weep and cry I'm like no we don't weep no nope, we don't <laughs> we got, we got too much to do I've got dust I have to dust <laughs> And you have to put away your shoes. If you have anything that's on your mind, we'd love to hear from you. And if everything that you do makes impact. If you're hot, think about somebody else who really could use a cold drink or a, a great conversation. And we look forward to our next episode when I find out what else is on Danny's mind. So stay tuned. Thank you all very much. Have a great day.